So when you're learning, of course, you're taking a lot of images and you're building your portfolio. So when you're done learning, you, you can reach out to brands, reach out to um, restaurant owners, yeah. you understand? And then you can actually ask them like, oh, hi, my name is Seno too. I'm a photographer based in Lagos. I would love, I love your brand and I would love to take images of your product. Now this will be free, although this is the cost. I'm doing it for you at a discounted rate or at a free rate. And then for the ones that really want it, they will send their product to you. And then you take pictures of their product and add it to your portfolio. You know? And then after a while, you can now start to charge for, for those services. And then when your paying clients now come, you need to be sure that you are serious about business. How do you show this? You impress them with the quality of images and then you, you make sure that you turn in your images and your images at the right time. So don't be that creative that they have to be calling people. Hi there and welcome to Project Genesis. Project Genesis is a fun and inspiring tripod series where photographers and creatives take us back in time to explore the start of their creative journey and reflect on the motivation, the challenges that have led them to where they are right now. What would they have done differently? What advice do they have for someone who's also at their starting point? Or can I say also at their genesis? My name is Dalia Akaine. I am the host of the Tripod Podcast. And I would love for you to join me on this fun and inspiring ride through the journeys of these amazing creatives. Welcome to Project Genesis. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Dalia Akaine. I'm going to be your host today and I am super excited that we have such an amazing guest. I'm going to introduce her in just a bit, but if you're listening right now, I would love to know where exactly you're listening from, where exactly did you find the podcast, and you know, just get comfy because we're going to have a really, really fun conversation. So without further ado, I want to introduce our wonderful guest. You probably, you should know her by now, but if you don't know her, her name is Seyene Otu, and she is popularly known online as Diary of a Ninja Chef. Thank you so much, and welcome on board, Seyene. Can you hear me? Thank you. Yeah, I can. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you because I was just saying to you how much I have been following your page. I mean, just, you know, it's very tempting when you begin to follow certain pages online that talk about food, especially if it's food that you cannot have because you just keep staring. All you're doing is watching people cook or watch people take photos of really, you know, enticing food. And all I'm thinking about is, should I make it at home? Should I order? Do you get any kind of feedback like that? Like people telling you that you are enticing them to cook or something? Yeah, like all the time. All the time. Are you serious? All like, the time. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not alone. And it happens to me too, really. <laughs> there are days that I go online and I see pictures of food and maybe like food bloggers and I actually start craving those same meals. So I'm not I'm not surprised when the images or the videos that I put out create the same effect with people because I mean the eyes eat first. So if you see a beautiful image or a well littered video, you have to crave it. That's what makes the person feel like a really good job. Yes. Yeah, I just heard something. I heard that the eyes eat first. I don't think I've heard that before. Is that like a parable? <laughs> No, 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 no. It's it's just it's just the way it is. You know, um, just just imagine 
um, two different meals, maybe something like noodles. And the first noodle is just um, in a bowl, probably yeah. a brown bowl with noodles, nothing, no garnishing, no onions, no pepper, mm -hmm. no carrots, just noodles. And maybe one boiled egg in the middle. Then you see another plate, maybe a white bowl with noodles, and you have all the um, carrots, oh, the green peas. Uh -huh. And then I'll put one big grilled chicken on the side, and then they make sure that the chicken looks very greasy. You can't tell me that you go for the other plain colored one. Definitely not. Even uh, if I have never. Exactly. So you're. Exactly. So you have that that <laughs> even if like, those are not your favorite meal, honestly, you pick the one that looks. Honestly, you. like even yeah. if you were to put chopsticks, and I have no idea how to use chopsticks, but exactly. I, want, I, want, exactly. I want the one that looks fancy. Like I want to believe that I'm fancy too, right? So why not? Okay, exactly. so, before so I, I don't want to do this. Um, I would love for you to kind of handle this yourself. Um, maybe or perhaps you could introduce yourself, even though I know I've mentioned you know you are known as you know diary of a ninja chef online, but I want to just give you a few minutes to please introduce yourself properly, tell us all about your business and your brand and what it is that you do. Oh, this is a very broad question. Are you sure <laughs> you don't want to ask this? Are you sure because like there's no? I feel it's better for you to ask the questions and then I just answer them. And you so can just you can just summarize it. Let's let's do a test right now. You can just say, um, "My name is this, and I do this for a living." Let's try to summarize it. Let's see if we can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's more defined. <laughs> okay. So my name is Sene Otu, and I'm a food photographer. And I create content for those people in the food business, for restaurants, people that do um, packaged products. And I also support food business owners. I have a support group for food business owners where I, I teach, I encourage, and I connect them with um, clients. I bring them together and all of that. So that's a summary of what I do food photographer, amazing. food business coach, and a content creator. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Because I think Thank that's you. like two things in one, because on the one hand, you're helping them kind of just take really beautiful photos of their product or service, but then it doesn't have to end there because it's then like there's the marketing and visibility side of it, where you're now exactly. brand exactly. awareness for them. So I think that's beautiful. So you're giving them the full package, right? It's not, <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, your yes. photos and I'm done. It's more like we're still, because I keep seeing so many brands on your page. And that's why, you know, initially I was wondering, is this just one person or is it like so many brands that are coming together? So now that you are explaining it, it makes so much sense. Okay, so I would love to Thank know, you. and I'm sure our listeners would love to know, when did you start your business? And what do you think, you know, looking back now, what do you think was your motivation to just kick off? Maybe you had had it in your mind for a while, but it was like this thing happened and I knew I was going to get started immediately. Um, okay, I actually began as a food blogger, just a food blogger who enjoyed creating recipes. Okay. So I, I used to use my phone. I'll just say, okay, I want to create 10 meals using 1,000 naira, like buying things for 1,000 naira and creating meals that. Then I would, I would film it, I would edit it and post it on my page. 
as a way of helping people to cook budget-friendly meals. And then as time went on, I realized people used to ask me for pictures, like, okay, when, you, when you're done um, filming the recipes, can you take photos of the meals so we yeah. can use it to promote our brand? And I had, I think I, I had an, um, an Android phone then, so I'll just take the photos when I'm done filming and all of that. Okay. So as time went on, I realized that I could actually increase the beauty of my images because there were brands that are willing to pay for these images. Yeah. So I spoke to my husband, who is a documentary photographer, and I asked him to teach me how to use an actual camera to create images. Okay. And after um, after a month, where yeah, where we had all the basic training, lighting, and all of those things, I began my business, my food photography business, like a professional, using an actual camera and all the tools you need to create amazing food images. So, um, but I didn't want to let the other part of my business like go, like the, the, the recipe part, recipe video part. So I decided to bring all of them together under one umbrella. So today, any food brand can reach out to us and um, ask us to create images and also ask us to create commercial videos using their product. So it's like an entire media agency for food business owners. Wow, that's amazing. And I really love that story because it was born out of a real need. Like it wasn't just you as one that just decided, okay, this is something I want to do, but it was like something that other people really needed for their businesses. And you saw that golden opportunity and you were able to meet that need, right? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can, but that's a summary. That's basically what happened. There was a need, and I saw the need, and I just stepped in and filled that space. Because if you go to, if you look at most food business owners, they don't yeah. have quality images on their page. They don't even have quality videos. Because they don't have, like, they cannot afford the normal, um, like, they can't afford the pro people, like, the ones that are yeah. expensive. Exactly. And as, uh, I am, yeah, I'm also a small food business owner. I have my own food business. I sell um, packaged products. I sell chia seeds. So I understand how you can need content and then not have it because you cannot afford it. So I had to, I had to bring that, I had to bring that to them, like feel that need. So most people that have worked for you go to their pages, you can now see quality pictures, quality videos. And it makes me really happy to know that I've been able to solve a major problem because now on social media, if you don't have good content, you can't really sell. People don't care. People don't care about how sweet your food is. They don't care about how delicious your your meal is. If it doesn't look good, they, they may not buy from you. Yeah, yeah, I totally relate to that. I mean, obviously, because you know, when you are dealing with the online space, we can't really taste it. You know, I know that traditionally exactly. there may be certain foods that actually don't look good, but maybe taste really good. You know, when someone do, doesn't yeah, really have yeah, time for yeah. all the styling, all these, you know, they just serve it like anyhow. Like maybe it's actually nice, but then it doesn't look good. But then with social media, you can't do that, right? Because we can only see it. And it's, no, all, we can't. it's all we see that looks good that we're going to be like, oh my God, like I I'm want to. <laughs> 
Exactly. 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 It's actually not exactly. easy. And I totally understand that. And yes, I agree that, you know, photography is a lot of work. In fact, any kind of creative work is never easy. So just starting out, you definitely may not be able to afford those kind of like top-notch photography services, but then you still need it. So it's like, where do you find the balance between, okay, I need content. Exactly. But then I need customers to be able to pay for content. So you're now kind of stuck in between, like, okay, so which one do I go for? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, so you're trying to make money and you, you, don't, you don't have money to even buy the expensive equipment. So you need to just find a solution. Yeah, absolutely. But, but at the, as at the time that you started, did you have any challenges? Like, what kind of challenges did you encounter? Like the early days, let's say the first couple of weeks or first couple of months. What kind of challenges did you face? Um, it was it was for me it was difficult because, like I told you, I learned I started photographing with my phone, and with phone, all you need to do is just get your light and point and shoot, <laughs> basically. But with the camera, it was a lot of details, a lot of details that I had to learn, and it wasn't easy. And of course, the weight of the camera, as in compared to your phone, <laughs> the, I needed to, uh, I needed to learn you about to the to, to carry the camera. As in, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So for me, the beginning stage was learning. At some point, I was writing because I couldn't just take all the details into my head at the same time. Today, we hear ISO, tomorrow, we hear Adventure, tomorrow, next, tomorrow, we hear another one. And you're like, what are all these things? Can't these things just be so? Why does it have to be difficult? And then you're not using the stroke, so you need to learn how to reduce the light, increase the light. And then if you're increasing the light, you need to adjust. God, it was it was a lot. I won't even lie. And I used to rant on my Instagram then. Like, I used to rant a lot. So... When when I have a shoot and and I'm I'm dealing with the styling, when I'm done with the styling, I still have to come and deal with the camera setup and then the light setup. Everything just has to be balanced for you to get a very good image. So yeah. for me in the beginning, that was my major challenge. That was my major challenge. Yeah, but and I'm sure I continue shooting. Yeah. I'm sure the photographers listening are kind of nodding along to you and being like, this person gets it, this person understands. <laughs> Please continue. So yeah. it's not it was it's not it's not an easy thing at all. I remember one day, um, I think it was last it was during the NSAS thing. I was yeah. trying to shoot, like take an image of a I think it was stick or something okay. with the camera. And the way camera equipment are expensive, I, I, I used to be very scared of spoiling any of the, the equipment we have. So I was trying to couple the 35 mm with or like on the camera and take a picture. So I don't know if I did it properly well, but it was not showing me error. Like I was so scared that I had fallen below. <laughs> As in, I was so scared. Like, I just abandoned and just kept it. So when my husband came by and I told him that he should couple it, let me see. Let me see. I don't tell him I don't tell him that I felt like I had fought it. So yeah. he now he just put it together like it was nothing. And I was like, okay, so he didn't spoil. So what did I do wrong? <laughs> so I, I like right now. Down, I can couple without feeling some type of way, but then I feel very anxious because I like I think like it was a, an egg, so I couldn't just you understand. But now I can just be coupling and be shooting like nothing. But in the beginning, 
I won't lie, it was it was a lot. And of course, customers that used to pay for phone pictures, yeah. and I had to upgrade my my price list to to make them pay for the camera pictures. There were a lot of complaints. You understand? Like why? Okay, I used to charge one thousand naira for phone pictures. So with camera access, I didn't fight. You know, like ah, we don't have five Q. Why do you have to pay five? It started explaining to them that almost this one is not phone. This one is a lot of work. So if you're not make, if you're not shooting over ten images, you have to pay five thousand per image. You cannot like you cannot make it carry three stand and light stand and be handing things and then in the, in the end you're paying one key for one image. You no, know, I will not collect one thousand. So I have to let go a lot of my old customers yeah. and um, embrace new ones. Once the new ones saw that um, my my quality had really increased. They now came around and now started making payments. But that beginning stage, it was hard convincing them that Omar had upgraded and they had to pay more for the images they wanted. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of you know stuff going on at those early phases. Really, there's the part of learning to have so many. It's not yeah. like the official school setting now, and learning is not always easy when you're doing it yourself, right? It's one thing if you are in a school and it's like okay, you want to make it two one or a first class, or you want to get an A or something. But when it's just you trying to learn for yourself and then you have different distractions and it's like, shouldn't I be out there making money? Why am I spending my time in front of a screen listening to all these different things that people are telling me? Like, it's not the easiest thing. And then you now have all these other challenges of, I think I really relate to the pricing because that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially, you know, when you get to that point in your business where you want to scale, you want to get to a different level. Do you then just kind of do away with all your previous clients or customers or how do you now convince them that, oh, I've upgraded, oh, I've leveled up, so you okay. have to pay me for this money? <laughs> just like you said, everybody's going to be like, I was paying 1K before, so how far? Like, why would I now pay 5,000 naira for something I was paying 1K? Yeah. So that's not, that's not an easy transition to make, but I'm really happy that you were able to still maintain the real clients that wanted to work with you and they understood the value that you were providing. So no matter the amount, they know that they can still pay for that, right? Sure, sure. Okay, so but on the, I'm curious about the learning right? How did you overcome the issue of learning? Because if you are at the phase where, okay, you have all these different things that you need to keep learning, but then you also need to be taking photos and obviously running your business. How did you balance that out? Did you just set out like maybe a couple of months for learning or how were you able to mix it? Um, for me, for me, photography is with anything in life, basically, because I've learned a couple of skills. I began my entrepreneurship journey as a chef. So I had to learn how to bake and how to cook a lot of meals. And for me, I feel like learning any skill is practice. So even after um, whoever is teaching you is done showing you the ropes, like, okay, this is how you do this, you have to start practicing. If you do not practice, then you're not going to learn anything. A lot of things, a lot of mistakes I made in the beginning. I had to learn how to correct myself from shooting, like taking a lot of image. So after after the first month of my training, I sent out a DM to about 10 food businesses and mm-hmm. asked for them to send me their products so that I can do free shoots for them. 
Now, the reason for that was so that I could use their product to learn, you understand? So for the next one month, I was shooting about 10 different meals, 10 different food products, and I was learning in the process. So learning is, for me, is just about practices. The more, the more you, the more you take pictures, the more you get better. It's not, they can't teach you some things in school, like no matter what the person says, if you do not go and take the camera and then try to take those images yourself, you won't really, you won't really understand the reason for those things the person said. So if someone tells me, oh, um, don't do this, maybe your ISO is too high or your aperture is too low, I need to know why. Why are you saying I should make those adjustments? You understand? And the only way I would know why is if I have the camera in my hand and I'm trying out those things. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that was the only way I could balance. I was taking a lot of photographs. I was shooting every day. Like, every day I was shooting. Every day I was shooting. And it helped me to conquer my fear. Because yeah. right now, if you give me a camera and you give me food, I'm not anxious, you understand? Because I have, I have taken a lot of food images with the camera. Now there's that confidence. So I would say if you're trying to learn, yeah, go to the photography school and learn. But after you're done with the school, you need to get home and start shooting as much as you can. Experiment a lot. Natural light, artificial light. Just keep taking photos because it's only when you continue taking photos that you would learn why you should do some particular things and why you shouldn't. Yeah, so... Yeah, that that's so helpful really to keep on practicing and i think that is gen that generally applies to any kind of creative work a lot of times we like to sure. like, okay if i can just take that one course if i can just do that one program then i will get to where i need to get to but the thing is it's more than that even after even after you've taken that course even after you've taken that program even after you have a coach or whatever it is you want to you know do you still have or you still need that personal dedication to i need to practice and i like that you kind of decided to do it every single day like whether it comes out well whether <clears throat> excuse me whether it doesn't come out well like i'm just going to keep trying out with different lighting with different maybe um shorter speeds with different you know whatever it may take but let me just keep practicing because it's only by practicing that we learn right true true you you summarize it well <laughs> yeah thank you so much for that that makes a lot of sense now i have a question on you know because when I think about Nigerian creatives a lot, and this is a very general, is a very popular topic. When people think about the creative industry in Nigeria, a lot of times all they have is pity. And it's not the best thing, obviously, because the creative industry has so much potential, but then it almost seems like all the forces of nature are against us, right? Being a creative in Nigeria, you are dealing with light issues, you are dealing with the economy, you are dealing with, you know, having a good workspace and all these different things. But for you, as a Nigerian creative, what would you say inspires you or pushes you to do what you do, despite all the challenges that creatives face every day? Uh, okay, so I would say two things. One, knowing that there's a need for my services. Like knowing that if I stop photographing today, there'll be people at my door asking me what happened. Please <laughs> <I'll> pictures <laughs> or we want videos, yeah. Knowing that there's a need for my services, that is one of the 
one of my inspirations because I know that I would always make money for me because there's a need for my services, you understand? And yeah. secondly, the need to meet my needs, basically, because no matter how crazy the economy is, we still need to eat. Absolutely. We still need to eat, yeah. So I think the problem with most, more, a lot of creatives is that they don't know how to monetize. <clears throat> so they think that, well, because they are creative, then money should just come. <clears throat> you get it. money should just come because they are creative and their work is good. But money will not just come because their work is good. You have to know how to monetize. You have to know, okay, I take good food images. But who are the people that need this food image? And who are the people that are going to be able to afford my services? Yeah. You understand? And then you market to those people directly. As opposed to just being a creative that just knows how to do mad stuff or mad designs or take mad <laughs> images. Like, that, that will not put food on the table. At so you all. need to know, um, yeah, like you need to know um, <clears throat> the need, like know your market and then know how to monetize, know how to market to them. Like every time there is a holiday, I'm doing discounts. I'm doing discounts on photography. I'm doing discounts on videography. I'm entering DMs. I'm entering people's emails. I'm selling myself. I'm offering you my services. Because I know that you are my target market. You understand? So yeah. those two things, um, the need for my services and then the need to meet my needs are the two things that motivate. no matter how much dollar I want to sell, <laughs> people that will pay me for my services. Yeah, true. No matter how much, no matter how long it takes Nigeria to get electricity, there are still food brands that will pay for my services. So yeah. I am not looking at the economy or the government. I'm looking at people that need my service and I'm looking for how I can take money from their account and then give them my services. Absolutely. So that's it basically for me. Yeah. I, I really love that. And I think what I really get from what you are saying is understanding what your priority is. Because I feel even though, yes, you can categorize a set of people and say, oh, these are creatives, whether they are photographers or artists or whatever. But individually, we still have our own priorities. We still have the things that we would put on the top of our list. So really, what is your priority? Is your priority maybe just to have the brand awareness for people to know you and get to know, oh, there's this really cool person here doing something or is your priority more on the business side to know that I build a profitable business sure. that I can actually use to pay the bills and feed myself and sure. feed my family? So that that really helps a lot because a lot of times creatives are kind of generalized and a lot of us fall into that generalization to say, oh, because I'm a creative, this is like the norm. This is what other people are doing. This is what other people expect. But it's now like break out of that and decide for yourself. Yeah. Exactly is important for you. Are you going to keep, you know, just like you said, no matter how you know the dollar falls or rises or whatever, that is on the economic side. But for you, your priority is waking up every day and being able to serve your customers and have them pay you for your services, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. So I thank you so much. I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, question. I think this is a very fun and interesting question. What would you be doing if you weren't doing what you do right now? That's almost like a tongue twister. <laughs> what would you be doing <laughs> if you weren't doing what you do right now? Um, if I'm I if I'm not doing what I'm doing right now, probably I'm probably working for a PR firm or something. So 
Um, maybe I'll be their ad manager or something, something. I actually studied communication arts in school. And my my plan then was to finish service and look for work in an advertising company or a PR company. But you know, life happens. Yeah. And <laughs> this is where we are right now. But I still feel like a lot of those things I learned in school are still a part of my creative journey. Like it's part of my business. So I, I don't just create what I want to create. I create because there is a need for it. And I, I, I find ways I can bring, like I can make your brand look like the best brand with my content, which is really what advertising and PR, like it's that's the bedrock of advertising and PR, yeah. So I feel it still, it still comes in somehow with a different way of expression. Absolutely. And that is what creative work is all about, really, when you think about it. It may not seem like it's literally the same thing as traditional advertising, but believe me, in the 21st century and in this new decade of like the digital age, I cannot think of a better way to advertise your product than to create content for it and put it out there because that is literally what everybody's looking for you can have like it may be a gigantic office but people will go to instagram and search for you it's very i'm telling you like i'm telling you it's very ironic yeah there are brands that you've never even met like you've never even bought their stuff but because of their instagram content you recommend them to your friends yeah, but you've never met the CEO. You've never even bought the banana bread. So how do you know it's nice? You only just <laughs> your content, your picture. We just need that digital content, really. And I really love yeah. that you are so knowledgeable, especially in this area of you know being able to promote and do that marketing side, what advice or what strategies would you have for someone that is literally trying to, even though it's not exactly the same thing, even though they they don't want to be a food photographer, but in some way they want to be a photographer or maybe they already are a photographer, what advice or strategies would you have for someone who wants to do what you do? Um, Okay, I would say learn learn this well like because people know people know quality stuff i mean most people most yeah. people know quality stuff they know quality image they know quality content so when they come to you they know what they want you understand so yeah and they don't mind paying the ones that actually have the money don't mind paying for this quality stuff so you you need to learn the skills you need to learn the craft you need to learn it like learn it and become very confident in it so, like for me, I create content for food brands. So when food brands come to me, I look at the product and I think of the best way I can present that product. So that if anyone comes in contact with that image or with that content, they want the product. You understand? Yeah. So I it's not yeah. So I put myself in the CEO's shoes, like, okay, what would they want? You understand? How would they want their product to look like? Yeah. You get I ask questions and all of those things. I do my research. I go online, I go on Pinterest and gather as many images as I can that will help me to um, give my customer what they want. And um, when you're done learning, when you're done learning, do not be afraid to reach out to people. You understand? So when you're learning, of course, you're taking a lot of images and you're building your portfolio. So when you're done learning, you you can reach out to brands, reach out to um, restaurant owners. Yeah. You understand? And then you can actually ask them, like, oh, 
Hi, my name is Seno too. I'm a photographer based in Lagos. I would love, I love your brand and I would love to take images of your product. Now this will be free, although this is the cost. I'm doing it for you at a discounted rate or at a free rate. And then for the ones that are really wanting, they will send their product to you. And then you take pictures of their product and add it to your portfolio. You know? And then after a while, you can now start to charge for, for those services. And then when your paying clients now come, you need to be sure that you are serious about business. How do you show this? You impress them with the quality of images and then you, you make sure that you turn in your images and your images at the right time. So don't be that creative that they have to be calling to pursue for work. You understand? <laughs> like they are calling you. <laughs> I remember once I think um, someone I know worked with a particular creator, and then they kept calling them, and the creative turned off their phone. Are you kidding? You understand? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> And then she was so upset. I think it was a food business owner. She was so, I think it was for a design. She was so upset. She was like, why do you turn off your phone? This work is over one week to you. You know, and then tomorrow that same guy will not be praying to God for, yes, time, for, <laughs> for customers. But the ones that you have, you're not even able to deliver, deliver the job. Manage and treat them well. You understand? And a lot of creatives do this thing of saying they don't feel like it. They have to be in their creative juice before they can create. Mm. And I'm like, come on, once you are, once you are in business, <laughs> your timeline is based on what the customer wants. If you cannot meet up with what the customer wants, tell them that you cannot take the job. But don't tell the customer you, you deliver in five days or in one week and take the job. They pay you, they trust you. And then when it's time to deliver you, you go award on the customer. Yeah. You understand? It's, it's not nice. So a lot of times, I feel like creatives want the money, but they are not mature enough you understand, to pick up, like, business transactions. So, number one, learn the skills. Number two, do collaborations so you can build your portfolio. Number three, reach out to brands and the ones that come and are ready to pay, deliver their job on time. Yeah. I I like the last tip the most because I think I also experienced that a lot of times. So I think I would definitely emphasize that last tip. It is very easy to get someone that has worked with you in the past to work with you again. It is the easiest very true. than very to get true. new very clients true. and customers. And we don't, a lot of people don't know that. They think it's all about, okay, if I can just manage to get two people, they pay the bills, you enjoy the money, and then you start again. If I can just manage to get another two people. And it's like, you already have two clients or two customers that you can continue to serve. Why then, you know, go through that stress of, obviously you always need new clients, but I think we fall victim a lot of times to think that, you know, we should prioritize getting new people every time, getting new people every time when we're not even able to manage the ones that we already have. So I absolutely like that, um, that last sure, tip. I of, agree. You know, treating your clients or customers well. Please meet that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> True. And the truth is that when you treat the when you treat the customer as well, they bring their friends. Because look at this, the, the a food business owner would only would trust a fellow food business owner yeah. with their referral. Absolutely. Oh, like I took this image, yeah, like oh this photographer took this image and she delivered on time and then you can go to her too. But you're looking for a new customer, you know, the ones that you have, you've not even said them well, but then to give a referral. 
Please listen Freedom. to the advice of Chef Sene. This is so interesting. <laughs> Please, she has been there, done that. Like she's telling you facts now. She's dropping you hot from the street. <laughs> so we need to listen to you right now. That makes so much sense. Thank you so much. And I'm sure to everyone listening, they've already learned a whole lot. Now, this is a time when I want to shine the spotlight, a very big spotlight on you and your business. So please share with us what fun projects are you currently working on? What's keeping you busy at the moment? What do you currently have going on in your business? Not just right now at the point of this recording, but even in the nearest future as well. Uh, okay, so we are currently running um, a discount for food business owners that want to create Christmas themed images and um, commercial videos for their products. We are doing a 50% slash, and it runs from now till I think <clears throat> it ends next week or so. Yeah, I think this it ends this weekend. Yeah. So if, if you yet if you're listening to this around that timeline, you can send us uh, a DM at Jarebe Nigeria Chef, and we would respond to you ASAP. We are also um, organizing a food business workshop for food business owners. It's going to be in January on the 30th. We're going to have photography, videography, pricing, um, how to build a team, menu management, menu building, sorry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the two things that I'm currently working on. Okay. I love the idea of the workshop. You mentioned it's going to be on the 30th of January. Can you share more January, yeah. how people can register or at least get to know more about it? Oh, okay. So if you're a food business owner, you're listening to this and you're, you really want to include your photography or your product and you want to learn how to um, film your, your product, Create content for the social media space. Maybe you don't know how to price, how to set prices for your product, for your meals, or you're trying to build a team and you get you keep employing the wrong people. So this workshop is going to it's going to be a virtual workshop. It's going to be online. And to register, all you need to do is send me a DM at Darabin Shop. And the cost of the workshop for early birth is going to be ten thousand naira. Now, early birth will run from January 1st to the 20th of January. And then the regular fee, which will be from which you would pay if you miss the early birth, is going to be 20,000 naira. But if you are in our, I have a support group. So if you are in the support group, you get to pay 5,000 naira only. Now, for you to join the support group, you have to pay a membership fee of 5K for the entire year. And so that's basically. Or send me a DM on Jarevan and Jashef if you need more details and I'll respond to you ASAP. Okay, so I'm just just to clarify, I'm going to link everything in the description below. And just in case you need to hear it again, that is Diary of a Ninja Chef. Diary of a Ninja Chef. If you need me to spell it, I can spell it out. So that is D-I-A-R-Y-O-F-A-N-A-I-J-A. C-H-E-F, Diary of a Ninja Chef. But I'm going to link everything 
in the description below. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm really excited. This sounds so interesting. I truly believe that anyone that has been thinking about starting a food business or even literally just already has one should definitely be attending that workshop, right? Yes, yeah, it would be very helpful. It would be very so that you don't just start and be walking and be going around aimlessly because there's something about having someone show you the ropes before you even start. Absolutely. So before you start, come, let us help you so that when you start, it will be easier for you. Okay, so before we end this, we're getting towards the end of this amazing episode, even though I don't want it to end. I have one very fun question for you. Now, where is one place, if you could pick anywhere in the world, where is one place that you would love to travel to and why? <laughs> It's funny, I don't have I don't have any of those places in my head. Like I've never really sat down to say, Oh, I want to travel to this particular place. There are a lot of places there are a lot of places that I have in mind. So far as um it's um it's quiet, there are beautiful things to look at. Okay. And it's far away from Nigeria and the suffering <laughs> in this country. But I can't really say this is the country or this is the state. I would love to yeah. visit. Okay, yeah. um, maybe um, um, there's this place that is known for beautiful vegetation and everything. Um, oh, what's the name? Bali. Yeah. Bali. Yeah. Maybe I would love to go to Bali. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I see a lot of their um, tourist stuff on Instagram. I'm always like, ah, is this is this real? <laughs> is it real or is it Photoshop? <laughs> to be very honest, I've never been to Bali, but I can 100% confirm that it's real, mostly because I know a lot of people that have been there oh, and have been yeah, authentic. It's just yeah. a kind of lifestyle, really. As you know, when you just have a certain place where the lifestyle there is like vacation, resting, chilling, it's not the place that you go to when you want to work, it's not the place that you go to when you have any official business, it's more of I am maybe when you have a break from your business, maybe when you're taking like a getaway or your wedding, you know, anniversary or just literally the kind of I'm ready to chill kind of vibe, you know, it's not, it's not for anything other than chilling. So that's, you know, that, that's the life. That's the life I want. Yeah. When I finish making money in Nigeria, you <laughs> go to somewhere like that and just rest. I love I that. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy that you have like what would you know push you to go for something like that, right? Because it's like, okay, where do you want to go to and why? You seem to know why you would you know take a vacation to anywhere, maybe because of this, because of this, because of this, you know, when the time yeah. comes, you can now pick. Personally, it's funny, yeah. but my own why, when I think about a lot of places I want to travel to, my why is mostly food. And it's very strange <laughs> because <laughs> I, no, I like yeah, to test different foods. Like I like to test different food cultures. So I want to try out how does food, you know, what kind of food do they have in Japan? What kind of food do they have in Canada? What kind of food do they have in Germany? It's mostly the food that inspires me. So when I think about, you know, travels, it's mostly like I want to go and sample food. It's very strange, but it's mm. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not strange. It's not strange. Trying out food from different cultures is actually interesting. I can be excited so far as you don't have a delicate, <laughs> a delicate stomach so that you don't end up 
having food poisoning Absolutely. or something. But and that's, 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 actually exciting. That's not the place to have food poisoning because you don't have a health You don't know if their healthcare system is crazy expensive and you finish all your vacation. So I totally understand that. Okay, thank you so much, um, ladies and gentlemen that have been listening. Thank you so much, Serena. This has been a truly amazing session, just walking through. I feel like I've kind of walked down through memory lane with you, just from the point I know. where it used to be just about, you know, um, the food businesses, and then it got to the photography, and then you had all these challenges, and then you broke through, and now you're a superwoman, and I'm so proud and happy for you um yeah so much much fun i'm going again i'm going to link all the necessary i'm going to put all the necessary links in the description below please proceed to as at the time of um airing this podcast it's definitely going to be at the time when you can still register for the workshop so or even if you are listening to this when the workshop has already passed please feel free to reach out to her on instagram or through her email or whatever medium that you prefer if maybe you want to collaborate if you want to work with her i think working with you would be best because like i said she brings a two-pronged benefits to your business it's like it's one thing to be able to create content for you and it's another thing to then promote that content online so you definitely don't want to miss out on that um, thank you so much, Sene. I'm going to let you get on with the rest of your day now. Thank you so much once again, and I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.